The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Uh, what's happening, buddy? Yeah, man. Did I read oh. earlier this morning about a February 2018 Lucha recording date? That is what uh, old Uncle Dave is uh, reporting on The Observer. Nothing official from uh, the Lucha crew. I'm on their press uh, mailing list. So it's not official yet, but that's what uh, his intel says. So it looks like they're going to do Friday, Saturday. Saturday, Sundays, and some Fridays uh, to maximize for this 21-episode season four that they're doing. So um, keeping the budgets down by doing fewer episodes and trying to cram more tapings into a smaller amount of time. Um, Also on that front, confirmed to return are the Lucha Bros, Pentagon, uh, El Cerro Miedo, and uh, Ray Phoenix. Also confirmed to not return is Johnny Mundo, possibly. No, Mundo will be there. Not Mundo, excuse me. um, Ray Mysterio. Yeah, Mysterio's Mysterio's out. Oh, yeah. Was it Mundo that gave the interview talking what a shit deal it was to work for Lucha with their contract? Um, in terms of the TV rights, where if clause. you work for, if you sign a loot, some some maybe it was Mundo. I can't remember who it was, but it was. I feel it was either Ray or Mundo was saying that if you sign with Lucha and do their tapings, you can't. You have to sit out for the rest of the year. On for for US TV for US TV, yeah. Yes. So if Johnny, if Mundo's going to be on on Lucha. Well, they have a they have a working deal with Impact now. AAA does. Okay. Which so and, and which is part Lucha? of Lucha. Yeah. All right. Um so so Taya and Mundo, um rumor is Cage may show up on um Impact as well. Um and they just started this new Aro uh, Aero Lucha. Yeah, that's uh, Conan's promotion. new um Right. So uh, Conan left the crash um promotion. And now started this Aero Lucha with the Harris brothers, um, old white power um, disciples of apocalypse uh, Harris brothers, who who helped found TNA back in the day. Um, so now they're doing this this Lucha program. They they started booking everything under the impression that 
Lucha Underground wasn't coming back. Yeah. Uh, and then they were, <laughs> Lucha was like, nah, we're, we're, we're still here, guys. Um, but Rey Mysterio, with his, um, I guess, close friendship uh, with Conan, uh, decided to go be the face of Aero Lucha. And it's weird because some Lucha Underground talent are on were on the Aero Lucha tapings under different names. So Jack Evans was there under a different name. Willie Mack uh, was there under his real name, William McClinton or something like that. Um, and I think there was like one or two others. So um, I guess since that was taped after Lucha Season 3 ended, it's okay. I don't know how it's all going to shake out. I don't know if those guys are coming back or not. Um, as of right now, the only two people I know confirmed are uh pentagon and phoenix so and mil muertes just had knee surgery like Ugh. a month ago so uh he's probably not going to be ready to go for uh for february which sucks because he's my dude so anybody um, that's essentially in impact can be in lucha for example sammy callahan can show up on both right yes yeah i forgot about him i forgot he was there too yeah and he's still do he's doing new japan too um which is odd he it's uh He's teaming with uh, Juice Robinson. They call themselves Death Juice, which is a great name. That's a pretty I love great that name. Yeah. So so yeah, they're. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, nothing uh, nothing official aside from um, from Pentagon and and the Pentagon Ray thing didn't even come from Lucha Underground. It came from another promoter in California who had booked the Lucha Brothers for one of those weekends in the uh, in the late winter and said that dude the promoter said that due to uh, taping season four of Lucha Underground they have to uh, relinquish their uh, their bookings with them for this independent show so um, you know I guess it's still not 100% confirmed but it's, it's that seems pretty confirmed I mean Pentagon's a champ so <laughs> them you know not having him back is a kind of a big deal and Phoenix is one of the most over guys uh, the whole way so you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out in the next couple months. I mean, Puma more than likely not coming back. Um, and I'm not sure about about the rest of the talent. Angelico probably not coming back either because he is uh, he was living in Mexico and working out of Mexico. And he's deciding to move to uh, Europe, I think, take bookings out of the UK, Okay, I, I believe. <laughs> so we may not get any more Angelico and his crazy leaps off the uh, off the temple. We, not, we may not even have the temple. I read somewhere that uh, that the 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 warehouse that housed the temple is being used to shoot something else right now. Jesus, so, they turned it into like a fucking Ashley furniture or something like that. <laughs> so everyone's going to be sitting on like chaise and pullouts. You know what I like right. to see? <clears throat> and it's going to be weird. I want to talk about <clears throat> the temple in a second. The fact that it's such a character in and of its own right. The it temple is. itself is that so much Lucha talent. It seems like the, the, the flow of talent is Lucha to impact. Cage to impact. Nitro to impact. Callahan yeah. to impact. Impact side, I'd love to see Rosemary show up in Lucha Underground because she'd be yeah. a perfect fit for she that would. company. That um, I, now, now here's my question: <clears throat> After the dust up that happened with Rosemary, what's going to be the reaction of the Temple to Sexy Star, who was I don't know a pretty she comes back. large asset to them, was a pretty mainstay yeah. star. She was a champ. She. Uh, yeah. yeah, she She's sort of, champ, yeah. yeah, she was, she led the charge of the, you know, women versus men being on an equal ground thing. And then she goes and pops Rosemary arm out of the fucking socket and everyone hated yeah. her. And I'll never book you again. Does she show up or does that, is that heat died down enough or is she going to be there? I don't, I don't know. If I had to guess, 
I don't know if they want that kind of uh, if they want that kind of pub on them. Um, so they may decline to invite her back. And you know, I, I also read that she isn't isn't wrestling as much anymore. She's trying to focus on her boxing career or whatever. And I think I read another story about her getting stiff on another woman at another show recently too. So. Um, you know, if if I were, uh, you know, Eric and Krista Joseph from Lucha, I, I'd I'd maybe pass on Sexy Star this time and maybe focus on uh, on Taya a little more uh, or or East and bring in Rosemary and I'm not sure who else is left in the knockouts in TNA. They had a bunch of uh, a bunch of knockouts leave recently, right? Gail Kim retired. Gail Kim is um, retired. I mean, I mean, right now it's basically Laurel Van Ness and Rosemary are the division. Right. You've still got um, a Sienna. And okay. uh, who else is there? Madison Rain is back. Fuck yeah. Some of the greatest music okay. in wrestling. Allie is there. It is oh, I love Casey Allie. Spinelli, who's like a low-rent uh, Carmella. Yeah, and you know okay. what? Getting to your point of maybe want to shy away from Sexy Star. You know, Lucha is such a niche hardcore product. The hardcores love it. Yeah. Well, the Sexy Star stuff was a hardcore story. It was something that the hardcores paid attention to. Why not bring her back and bring in Rosemary and sit them Settle down the in the back and be like, we're going to make some money off of this shit. You want to go ahead and fucking make some cash? Let's yeah. sit down. Let's figure out something. We'll fully address what happened at, in Mexico. It was a triple mania. I can't remember. It was, I think. Yeah. Let's, let's fucking bring it up. Let's talk about this shit. And let's go out there and you guys... Can go either kick each other's asses, make it work, whatever you want to do. And for the hardcore, which is who puts their eyes on that product, that could yeah. be a pretty cool grudge match. I wouldn't shy away from it. Shit, Rosemary's going to come in as a face. I mean, Rosemary is crazy as she is right now. I've been yeah. watching a little bit of Impact because someone, someone was telling me recently it's gotten better and it has... Uh, I mean, not amazing, but it's standing on its own two legs in ring. Was. Yeah. What's that? Better than the terrible shit it was. It, it is, yeah. It's it's the in ring product is fine now. It's just it's still all over the place. One moment they're in Crash, one moment they're in AAA, one moment they're in Pro yeah. Wrestling Noah, one moment they're back in the Impact Zone. So it's it's interesting to watch, but the garbage is floated away. Rosemary is a face. She is yeah. a full blown face. Make sexy star a fucking heel. Just make her this this holier than thou John Cena at the peak of LOL Cena wins type fucking style heat, and then let Rosemary just whoop her ass up and, up and down the temple. Yeah, it, I think the only thing that would depend on that is, is if Sexy Star wants to play. You know, I, she's, yeah. she's I don't, you know if she wants to to do that if she wants to address any wrongdoing that she may have done um, and if she wants to play nice going forward I mean she could say she wants to do it and then they go to take the match and she fucking dislocates another elbow or some shit like that I mean I, I don't know I don't know the lady um, but I don't know it, she seems like she's got a uh, a bit of a tood happening right yeah, now. Yeah, I think she might she might drink her own Kool Aid. She's she's yeah. she's getting high on her own supplies to where I think a rosemary will go and do whatever. I think sexy star. Oh, you know, here's the thing. Here's one of the reasons I've also had trouble getting into not not lucha libre mes wrestling per se is Mexican wrestling, uh, which is obviously prominently lucha libre, but right. there's still some mat based catches catch can style sure. stuff. If you watch any interviews. Or hear any stories. It seems like the vast majority of those superstars down there really, really believe their own gimmick. 
Like, they're really into their own shit. If you listen to interviews or, like, Vampiro stuff yeah. from uh, Conan, Keeping It 100 is a podcast that he does with Glenn Gilberti, the Disco Inferno. Yeah. Uh, you hear some stories from Carino. That the, the, the wrestlers in Mexico, like, th- there's, there's not breaking kayfabe, and then there's delusion. Right. And it <laughs> seems like Sexy Star really thinks she might be from the cosmos, and that staff of hers <laughs> has fucking power. And one day right. she'll go toe-to-toe and emerge victorious Billie Jean King style against Mayweather. I think she doesn't quite get the work aspect of it as so much. Yeah, you may very well be right. Um, from some of the interview or like at least statements of hers that I've read, uh, she's she's definitely uh, she's definitely high on herself. Um, and you know, and she she was very successful in Lucha Underground, and she you know was the female face of of the brand for the three seasons. Um, and you know that that weird. Uh, three month gap in the airing of episodes once Triple Mania happened and mm-hmm. then she the episodes started airing and she was still this baby face. It was it was weird. So they they would definitely if she is to come back, they it's a huge elephant in the room. They would have to address it in some way. And yeah, I love your idea of bringing Rosemary in and just uh grudge mashing it up in some sort of uh hellscape in the in the temple or wherever the fuck they end up filming. And make the offer like, hey man, we let's 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 make this a fucking work. Let's let's do it. Let's go out there and make yeah. it look like we're kicking each other's ass. And then if Rosemary you know, have just Rosemary just kind of in the back of her head say, If this bitch goes rogue on me, I'm gonna beat her to death with a chair. But I'm yeah. gonna give her I'm gonna walk the walk the high road and sure. say, let's make some money off of this thing. Now, now speaking of women coming back, rumor floating around out there, and one I am not mad about at all, if it was to happen, is it sounds like Caitlyn is training for a WWE or pro wrestling return. I read something about that. I was I was a big fan of Caitlyn before she got all super muscly out. Um, that was a tragic was a story. Little... The whole muscle out thing, why she got so jacked. Well, it had to do with her like then husband, uh, the guy she married, right? Yeah, They've PJ since divorced. Braun, and they're, yes, they're, they're split and all that. And she had a she had a tough go about it. She got like addicted to uh, was it was it booze or pills or something like that? Uh, probably a combination of both. She got yeah. she got addicted to from what I read. She got addicted to the the working out to the the lifestyle, and he was he was deep in it also, and he oh, yeah. almost like pushed her into that body type where. She was so swole and so jacked. She almost looked uncomfortable in her own skin. I mean, she was one of the better in-shape divas, almost cut from a Beth Phoenix mold, yes, not quite to the level of a China. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fucking all in that Beth Phoenix action. <laughs> but she got almost uh, too jacked. It, lo- it looked like yeah. her skeleton was just walking around with too much muscle on it. But if you look at her now, she looks like she's shaved off a few pounds. Okay. She's not, I'm not going to say softened up. But she looks way more mobile. And there's videos of her going around training in the ring okay. where, I mean, Mickey James has come back and had herself a, a hell of a run. And, yeah. and Celeste Bonin, Caitlin, I, I think she would be a fantastic addition to return. She was great on the mic. She was funny as shit. Yeah. She was um, uh, I mean, good, very, very good in the ring. Her stuff with AJ was great. Yeah. I, think, uh, I think she'd be great. I think she'd be great for NXT. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they, 
you know, they're still working on uh, on grooming the next crop of, of female competitor down there. Some of the, you know, some of the women down there are, are at that level. You know, your Ember Moon's your champ, and the iconic duo are great. Um, Nikki Cross is there, too, and you got Kyrie Sane. Shayna Baszler just confirmed to be starting on NXT in a couple weeks. Hell uh, yeah. The queen, queen of spades um but yeah i, th- I think she'd, she'd make a she'd make a nice fit down there too i like that idea she was always of that era of like she was kind of right at the end of it before it started on 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 the upswing to give women a chance and stuff like that um her and aj kind of helped uh helped reform that division a little bit but out of all those people you know like i don't want to see a kelly kelly back i don't want to see i can't even name half those other no it was just it was just a thousand chicks. blonde fitness yeah chicks. If you hear anything about that era <clears throat> just search ivory shoot interview on youtube and i oh, really she goes hard. oh my god ivory fucking goes in on all of those like you said, I, I'm sorry, we got to keep pointing out Kelly Kelly's of the world and whatever. The wannabe Trish Stratuses yeah. where they figured they, they, they found a, a diamond in the rough with Trish, who was a fitness model, but also happened to be athletic and just learned the business and loved the business. And then yeah. said, oh, all of these smoking hot fitness models must be able to also do this. And no one else was able to do it. Ivory goes and shoots on some of these chicks and said it was some of the most horrible time in wrestling for her because she it was it was guaranteed she'd go to the ring, get fucking potatoed by one of these chicks because they don't yeah. know how to pull a punch properly. In three or minutes. Slammed on her head. And then she couldn't punch them back, give them a receipt as they call it, because she'd break their fucking jaws if she did. Right. She was in amazing shape. So she yeah. just had to go and have all these ditzes kick her ass, mm. get a little yeah. fame, and then leave. And she was there left cleaning up the dinner table. Yeah, she was legit. She was Oh, Ivory was fucking for real, man. There was there was yeah. a time before the Divas era and God, it was before the Divas era. There was a time when they had Lita, Trish Stratus, mm-hmm. Molly Holly who could fucking mm-hmm. go. Ja- Ivory, uh, Jacqueline. Jacqueline was Jazz there for a bit. I, th- I think Jazz was there for a bit too, yeah. You had Victoria? Mhm. Um Tori, T O R I, who was a Eve little, Torres too, right? There's, there's Eve Torres, yeah. There was a time when there were some women there prior to this that it was almost like a first women's revolution where they just got women back. They just yeah. weren't any forever, and then they they came in there, and then unfortunately, not her fault, Trish Stratus sort of fucked it up for the company. Yeah, and they said, "Oh man, I need fifteen more of those blonde." supermodel looking chicks that can go i need a bunch of sables and then all they did was hire cheap knockoffs yeah um i was um listening to another podcast this week have you heard have you listened to any stone cold recently no it's been months it is borderline fucking impossible to listen to if you want to listen to any stone cold episode just tap the 30 minute in mark because he's going to talk about dogs hunting knives two cups of coffee he it's he goes it's it's i mean i gotta wonder sometimes are people fast forwarding on us i'd like to think not <laughs> jr i gotta stone cold i gotta occasionally jericho i gotta but he had ken anderson on mr kennedy oh yeah yeah yeah. great interview real good interview about the original split the original raw smackdown split okay and his pain pill addiction where uh-huh. he was spending $35,000 a year on Vicodin. Oh, my God. I mean, we're talking like almost, not quite, but almost Kurt Angle levels of yeah. 
pain pill addiction. Damn, I didn't realize it was that bad for him. Him being the man, this is all me sort of paraphrasing here, but him sort of, because I remember like seeing him come out of nowhere. I liked Mr. Kennedy. He came out of nowhere, really rose on SmackDown, got traded to Raw, sank like a stone, and left. Yeah. Well, I think there was an injury in there as well. uh, He was always injured. He said there was injuries all over the place. What was interesting, he tells a story in there about how he has a really, really good style of selling. He's like, he's got a really, really, uh, it's just the way he sold his stuff and the way he would like flop around and the way he would like, uh, you know, he would punch back, basically striking and selling, striking and selling. Yeah. That really set him apart and actually went back and watched him and he was right. He was saying, if you watch anybody get punched in the UFC, no one ever gets punched and then takes a crisp flat back bump from it. They right. fall down, they stumble, they, <laughs> you land on your ass, and you pop yeah. back up. And sometimes when he's getting punched, he'd cover up like in a real fight. He'd act like he's in a fight. Hmm. And I don't remember him doing that. I listen to the interview, I go back and watch, and he's 100% right. His striking stuff, both giving and taking, was really, really unique. And it set him apart. And he tells a story about when he found out he's getting traded, Undertaker pulls him aside and says... Listen, you got to keep doing that stuff. It sets you apart. No one else does it. But I'm telling you right now, you're going to go over to Raw and you're going to come into contact with people there that aren't going to appreciate it. And they're going right. to say you're being difficult to work with because you're not taking a flat back after a punch from Triple H. You're covering right. up instead of allowing, you know, Shawn Michaels to get his strikes in. And people are going to say that you're difficult to work with, which was always the adage about Kennedy. And it turns out it was just because of his unique style. Huh. That it got spread backstage, doesn't say his name. It sort of alludes that it was Triple H, which I think people right. know before that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then there was the Viking <clears throat> stuff that also got him fucked up on. But go back and watch Mister Kennedy era WWE and and relive the uniqueness that was the way he sold. I completely forgot. It was so cool. That's interesting. And I, well, I loved his gimmick, the mic coming down and the Kennedy Kennedy oh, yeah. thing. And he was kind of like physically. Uh, kind of like a cross between a Billy Gunn and a Fit Finley. Um, yeah, he was Billy Gunn, Fit Finley, with a with a more intellectual, stone cold attitude. Yes, yes, that's that's the perfect combination. Um, and I, I never had any problems with him. I was actually I was supposed to do a an appearance with him at a bet at the Best Buy in White Marsh. Damn, and he either went to he either got injured, which is code for rehab, or was legitimately injured and had to cancel. Um, it was I don't remember what the what the client was for aside from it being at a Best Buy, but I was bummed because I'm like, oh sweet, I got a gig with a with a superstar, uh, and then and then it didn't happen, which Sorry. is pretty much my life. He seemed like a very nice man. Seemed like a very a very very sweet. We had man. a rel- relatively uh, decent run in Impact as uh, Mr. Anderson. Long too. time in Impact, he was the vice president of the Aces and Eights. He was. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then he went and he left Impact, tore Impact a new asshole online, and now he is running a wrestling school with Daivari, which okay. Uh, it sounds like it's it's three thousand dollars to join for six months, or five thousand dollars if you want the whole year. And there's a sale going on right now if you head to. Mr. Anderson's Wrestling School, something, something. I missed the last part of it, but okay. pretty great. So if you want to go there and have Mr. Anderson kick the shit out of you, uh, he will do it. And he hires improv troops to come in and teach you how to be on the mic and improve your gimmick. 
I'm not sure an improv troupe is the. Would an improv troupe be the best thing to do? That I, I would take. No I take a. I take a theater troupe. Well, yeah, I take a theater troupe before an improv group. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know. yeah, I get it. I mean, I guess you maybe have to work on the fly. Like, okay, if I'm going to the WWE, give me a theater troupe that can help me memorize lines. If I'm right. going to be going to like ROH, New Japan, Impact, yes. where I'm given an outline, an improv troupe because I've got to think on my feet a little bit. Yeah. WWE, where I got to memorize everything, teach me to do that. Where I got to shoot from the hip, improv me, teach me to do that. Now, if you've ever spent any time around an improv troupe, fuck those people. They are the <laughs> worst human beings on the planet. All right. Uh, so uh, take an improv class and know just how truly awful humanity can be when 15 Chets, a Braddocks, and a Glance, or whatever this fucking guy's name was at the DC Improv. I swear to God, the guy's name was like Glance or Glintz. I think it was G-L-Y-N-C-E. Ew. That was a part of this DC improv troupe. This guy fucking sucked. He had a Kerry <laughs> King-style chain wallet that oh, was man. gold. And he wore oh. Jinkos way too late. Oh, and he was man. the guy that set the pace. Uh-huh. For the class. All right, guys. I need the name of a food. He was right, Drew Carey. Uh, yes, he was Drew Carey that you wanted to fucking murder with a, just a chunk of asphalt. Just hitting oh, him in the head with man. it. I loved Love to love Drew Carey. I love the Drew Carey show. Did you ever watch the Drew Carey show? Oh, back I in the love day? the Drew Carey show. Fuck that Dude, show. Dude, Cleveland funny. Rocks. It's, it's not streaming on any. I like if it was on like Hulu right now. As soon as we finish this, I would go watch the Drew Carey show because I fucking love that show. Drew Carey, I love Drew Carey. I love him on The Price Is Right. Yeah, uh, I love that he had to deal with my my completely jacked up mushroom friend on there, which is a great time. The Mushroom Rabbi <laughs> on. If you've never, I okay, I know I've told you that about yeah. Okay, yeah, go just look yeah, up look up that. the Mushroom Rabbi, wheel, not Wheel of Fortune, Price is Right. Price is Right, yeah. <clears throat> and just know how Josh Androsky, God love you, brother, look up the Mushroom Rabbi, Google, uh, it's man. on YouTube, and as you watch the clip, know that that guy is so shithouse on mushrooms in the entire thing, and I am in the audience, you don't see me, but I'm there with 19 other comics, <sighs> just watching Josh try to not freak out when he gets to spin <laughs> the big wheel. It was his genuine fear that if he pulled down on the wheel, it, it would his, come off. his no, his sleeve was going to get caught and it was going to pull him under the wheel. <laughs> and it was going to grind him up. Yeah, that's realistic. Chew him up. Yeah, like the guar earth maggot that they keep under the drum riser and feed people to. Fuck yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple of people I'd like to throw in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you and I, by the way, have an invitation courtesy of the Woodworth brothers, Eric oh. and John Wayne, to... Uh, watch New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom 12 Sweet. at their house. Okay. It's what, the 4th, right? Is it I live? Believe it live? is January 4th. Because that's a which, Thursday. Which is a Thursday. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so. Well, doesn't it start at like two, 3 a.m. or something? I think they're going to do it. They're actually, they're, they're definitely doing an American rebroadcast. This is right. the year that they really try and get into. The American market. So I think Fight TV or Access. Access, yeah. Access is going to have a pay-per-view stream where you could buy it at a normal time. So if you guys want to watch it at 7.38, you can. I might. Stop by for two reasons. Talking to you, Chris. Not you, the listener. You can't come. Uh, (laughs) One, it's Wrestle Kingdom. And it's probably going to be pretty great. Two, to watch me drink to such an excess, knowing that I'm not there at that event. Watch one eye on the screen and one eye on me having a meltdown on Eric's sofa because I can't watch Jerrica, Omega, and Okada, Naito, 
at the Tokyo Dome where I should be, but this fucking house needed a new roof. So I can I can almost picture knowing you as well as I do. I can like kind of picture your face as uh, like I can see it in my in my mind's eye of how you're going to look uh, when when this happens, and, and it, it's impossible to describe. But I can only not, describe it's not it as a good look. Conflicted good look. Kylo Ren face. Just I have uh, don't even I haven't seen it yet. I'm going at I'm going at noon today. Um, so. you know, good enough film. Wookie spent Chewbacca spends a whole film pregnant. Uh, Horse dies. <laughs> yeah, uh, horse dies. Uh, Charlie Sheen held his own. I thought okay. that was pretty good. Yeah, um, walking on the sun. Pretty brave decision to play over top of the beginning credits. I thought the kiss between Snoke and Kylo a little uh-huh. out of place, but okay. kind of added some character to them. Uh-huh, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. I love the fact that uh, Ray's parents were were both members of Len. Steal my sunshine. Steal my sunshine. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and her name is Sunshine. Her name, by the way, is revealed to be Sunshine. Okay. Um, yeah, Ray Sunshine it's, or Sunshine's her first name. Ray, Ray of Sunshine. Yeah, Ray of Sunshine. Uh, Steal my sunshine. Uh, yeah, Ray oh, of Sunshine. Oh, That's her name. It's early. I didn't yep. get that. Um, <laughs> I thought it was. Yeah, no, I liked it. I liked the fact uh, Captain Phasma, full frontal, within okay. fifteen minutes, full right. frontal CGI dick. I'm not sure why you could have just build one and strapped it to Gwendolyn Christie, but still. Okay. Um, and All she's right. like, it's time to inspect your laser blaster. And then fucking motions <laughs> down. And she's just got this big hog hammer, jet black. And, uh, you know, Finn drops to his knees and sucks the force out of it. Okay. Pretty good. Um, <laughs> sucks the force out of it. <laughs> the porgs are the, the re-embodiment of a uh, seven and a half Darth Maul. Oh, okay. All right. but, 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 <clears throat> I will say this. After seeing the screening on Thursday night. Uh-huh. And this completely falls in line with what we do. Nothing ruins a thing more than people. Like fans of that thing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing ruins wrestling like garbage wrestling fans. Nothing <laughs> ruins Star Wars like shit fart wrestling fans. Did you hear about me getting kicked out of the theater on Friday at our own No, uh, I did not hear about morning this. Sh- this, okay. You know who the five hundred first are? Yeah, the stormtrooper. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're great. They ninety uh, percent of them are great. The other ten percent think they're actual intergalactic green berets. I'm like, <laughs> simmer down. I'm gonna stab you in the neck with a screwdriver, and the force ain't gonna fucking revive you. Right. So we're doing this thing. We have our screening. We rent the theater. We drop the ticket prices to nine bucks. Sure. And I take a wireless mic into the theater to start walking around. During, like, the, hey, during the film? During the film, yeah, yeah. We did okay. this with the first one. Like, hey, what do you think of the film so far? You, you into this? Is it good? I'm not talking loud, but I'm whispering in someone's ear, and they're having a laugh. I'm like, hey, describe what's going on scene right now. And this dude started playing along. He's like, all right, we're looking at a scene where uh, Supreme Leader Snoke is constipated, and it's getting him really mad because he ate too much Colby Jack cheese, and he's taking <laughs> it out on Kylo. By hitting him in the ass with a tennis racket. <laughs> Star Wars is really kind of working blue here. I'm like, fuck, I'm like laughing at this guy. He's just yeah. shooting from them like this guy's a treasure. I go and ask someone else, same thing. I feel this big fucking Zangief hand grab my bicep from behind and pull me to my feet because I'm crouched down interviewing uh-huh. these people in their yeah. seats. And he's like, you gotta leave now. You're ruining the movie for everyone. And okay, A, I'm not. 
there's larger, louder conversations happening around. Right. I mean, this is a theater full of asthmatic fat people. They're like, do you want anything from the snack? You just hear the crunching of fucking popcorn everywhere. I was one of the quieter things in there. Right. She pulls me to my feet and she. walks me. She, yes, she, Darth Man hands, walks me out of our own screen. Like, you need to leave now. I'm like, we're the radio station that put this whole thing together. I know you got to do your little radio. Turns out she's one of these 501st people. Uh-huh. And we get her. We put her on the <clears throat> air. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? Kicking us out of our own thing. And then it all starts pouring in that there's a... There, there's a, a bit of a mindset around town that the 501st, they do a lot of stuff for kids. That's the first thing one right. of these fucking uh, uh, you know, space commandos is going to tell you. We've helped a lot of kids. Okay, that doesn't excuse you from being a dick hammer. Yeah. That a lot of people that say the first thing they'll do is tell you how what just, oh, just a bunch of Mother Teresa's in fucking Stormtrooper outfits. Right. And then they have a bit of, they, they, you want to talk about Mexican wrestling? Smelling your own shit, liking the scent? These guys legitimately think they're Navy SEALs from Neptune. That, <laughs> well, she's my garrison. Because I was asking, like, who the fuck is this chick? I'm like, oh, oh, no, that's our garrison commander. Okay, that's not you a real thing. You dress up like Stormtroop. You guys are LARPers <laughs> without the fucking actual LARPing. Like, who right. is, who is, I don't know. I have to take it up the chain of command. Shut the fuck up, Bryce. What is oh, their name? Man. Who is their, like, oh, my God. You guys really for real think that. There's a Palpatine out there somewhere, and he will call you to service one day once the resistance grows too strong. You work at a fucking blockbuster. (laughs) Dial it back. I can't tell you how many times throughout the day you're asking for fucking fries with that, or you're tutoring my dumb kid in trigonometry, whatever. You're not Boba Fett. You ain't a Mandalorian. You're not a snow trooper. You got to relax. And as I said, 90% of them were fucking great. But that last 10%, Looking at you dickhead in the front row that kept pointing your fucking blam blam laser rifle at me the entire broadcast. He kept doing I, this motion too. This I guy heard you say that this, at one point. Yeah, that this guy looked like he cut his own fucking hair. Yeah, this fat yeah. zilch up front was like making hand gestures to me that no one could hear, no one can see. Sure, <clears> yeah. And I mean, I, I've never met a group of people in that audience that I looked at, and I had said this on air, very rarely do I look at that big a group of people and say to myself, or out loud, I could kick everyone's ass in here. <laughs> I, could, I could run the fucking table. If this was right. a boss rush, I'd make it through and still have ammo and health packs to spare. Gauntlet match. Gauntlet match, right on through. Royal yeah. Rumble, I'll come in first, and I'll be at the end of it with my hand held high. Headline and douchebag mania. You'll be sitting, on the, sitting on the turnbuckle waiting for a Steve Weiser. Bring me another one. Throw me two. Throw me two. <laughs> Backward double middle fingers in the air. Pouring it all over top of me. But yeah, uh, this, this peach this peach kicked us out of our own goddamn screening. Did she have, and, a, uh, did she have a ring on by any chance? Oh, she's married. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. really? Actually, we were, <clears throat> we were talking afterwards. I was like, hey, so uh, you want to come on the air and talk to us? And Oh, yeah, yeah. And she was like, she was on the air. She's like, I'll do it again next year. I'm like, you're not coming next year. Right. Because you you yeah, have gotten the 501st. Are there 500 more of these? Are there? Are there is there a 502? What made you land on that? Okay. And they like, like there's Levi's. A guy, there's a guy, I won't say his name, but I'll just call him RD. Uh-huh. He just signed up with this fucking outfit. Okay. These make-believe okay. legionnaires like a year ago. Yeah. And I run into him there. I'm like, I know you. You've come to a bunch of our events. And I see you're showing up and you've got like a TIE fighter outfit on. It looks fucking amazing. I'm like, you know who this uh, who this Jagaloon is? Oh man, that's a 
that's our garrison commander. Like he was, he was freaking out. Like it, it was fucking Lassard or something like that. Yeah. Like it was the goddamn commandant. Like, <laughs> what are they going to do to you? Are they going to mm. impact your credits? Are they going <laughs> to, are they going to not let you ha- join the, uh, the, the, the block party on the death star? You're not going to get to go to the holiday party. You're not going to get to spend any time at the fucking Mos Eisley Cantina after you get off patrol, okay? You know after what? you get your patrol off. You, you don't get any blue milk, motherfucker. Oh, That's you it. get no blue milk. Okay, you give me that Cantina Band B-side CD I got you for Space Christmas back. Just the level of fear that they had towards this person. I'm like, Outstanding. You're- like, are you kidding me? You look like you're the person that does stop loss at a fucking Spencer Gifts in a mall that's closing down. I'm not scared of you at all. You're in the back counting the sexy cards you get grandma for her 60th birthday filled with muscle-bound men inside that have presents over their crotches that you flip open and goes, how about this package? Happy birthday, grandma. You look like the person that counts those, woman. And she owns a fucking lizard, which I looked her up online because I spent a lot of time drunk stalking her online last night. She has a fucking lizard. You okay. lizard people, go fuck yourself, all right? If you're a lizard person, you listen to the show, sound off in the fucking comments, and I'll have Chris swing the ban Molinier at you, okay? <laughs> fucking weirdos. Wow. Never met a fucking lizard person that didn't own a duster. <laughs> <laughs> fucking lizard people. You're so strange. Yeah, that is God, a, that's an odd pet. Them. It's not really... It's it's not viable pets. No, I'm sorry. it's a look at me. Okay, it's a pewter dagger earring. It's the guy that has the fucking leather gear covered steampunk yeah. satchel. It's the you guy that Tommy wears the out fucking of top hat. Top, Tommy <laughs> is the one exception. Tommy gets a pass. Tommy Simbazo has somehow he threads the needle of cool as fuck. And incredible dork. He does. In a way that I've never seen. Local comedian, cosplay designer, Ren Fest attender. Our own, he is Baltimore's Tony Stark. The guy yeah. can make fucking flamethrowers. Plus, he grew up in one of the worst parts of town and used to get in box cutter fights. So, oh, okay. Oh, you need to ask Tommy about his box cutter fights. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. So Tommy can watch all the fucking Battlestar Galactica he wants. You watch One Punch Man until the cows come home. Is that is that Attack on Titan? I'll sit next to you. You got a fucking leather top hat with a bunch of old meters and gears glued to it. You look beautiful. You know why? Because you once box cuttered a man half to fucking death because he got up in your shit. So, uh, and see Tommy and Justin next Saturday at uh, Magooby's Joke House for the very murder mystery. Tommy Simbazo, not <coughs> to be fucked with. He's a scary, scary man. <laughs> I did not know that about him. Hey, how about uh, getting back to wrestling for a second? How about the uh, you, you? You were talking about Wrestle Kingdom before uh, all this. How about that piece of business with uh, with Jericho and Omega, man? The uh, the hard way uh, belt hit and. Um, uh, the surprise attack, and then he threw a fucking table at him at a press conference. Yeah, there's That's a lot to shit. break down here. So here okay, here's been one of the <clears throat> the main story is Jericho Omega. We're gonna go at it, the Alpha the Omega. Yeah. The sub story to all this has been a very CM Punk Undertaker at WrestleMania. Who is the main event? Yes, the is it Okada? Versus Naito for the uh, the heavyweight championship, right. and they're kind of selling it as this is a double main event. Right. But it's the last match. What goes on last is it's the main, main event. event. That's yeah. just that's just it. Don't promoters quit trying to sell us? It's a double main event. The person 
whose hand is held high when the lights go out, won the main event. Yeah. And Jericho went on a podcast recently and ripped NATO's ass in half. He was like, no one knows who the fuck you are. No one knows what the fuck you've done. The world knows me. The world knows my band. The world knows my TV shows. The buy rates on this thing are already coming in. It's going to set records. People are flying from around the world to see Omega and I, not you and Okada. You are the main event, wink, wink, in Japan. But the worldwide main event, which is what, you know, the management at New Japan putting on Wrestle Kingdom want to do, make this thing worldwide. Yeah. We are the main event. Jericho and Okada, excuse me, Jericho and Omega, we're the ones that are going to sell this to the world. You guys can sell this on your little fucking island. We're (laughs) the ones that are going to sell this to the planet. Yeah. Dude, he goes fucking in on Naito. It is. It is interesting to hear. So you got that. Because they're both heels. Naito's the heel in this, right? Because he's Los Ingobernales, right? Yeah, he's the heel and Okada. From what I'm reading and some of the matches that I've watched and some of the G1 stuff and leading up to it, Okada is just starting to get in a little bit of Cena territory. Sort of what happened with Tanahashi. Tanahashi was their Cena. And he was their superstar and his, you know, drink your milk and fucking say your prayers guy. And nowhere near as vicious and acidic as an American audience. But the Japanese audience was like, okay, all right, we get it. Tanahashi's the man. A little too saccharine. Yeah, a little saccharine, exactly. Okada's floating into that territory. And okay. Naito has been the, the sort of the, the, the refreshment to it all. He's been sort of a the CM you know, Punk. Of a prick. Uh, yeah, he's been a CM Punk. He's been someone that's like kind of shaking it up a little bit and people are getting into him. But to your point at the beginning of the Wrestle Kingdom talk, the Jericho codebreaker on him was one of the best fucking codebreakers I've seen him hit in forever. Omega led with his head. Yeah. Which is, is you know, kind of like how Rusev sells a pedigree where he mm-hmm. just darts himself down. That, that's what Omega did. And it was, it was beautiful to see. It looks very dangerous to do it that way. But, man, did it look great. And then the, the, the shot with the title um, to get the, uh, the hard way color. Which, and, and I didn't realize this until uh, Meltzer reported on it. Blood in New Japan is a is a very very no no. Oh, big no no. Um, yes, they this is they. You think the WWE pitches it a PG product? Yeah, New Japan definitely. Even though they have someone called the Tokyo Pimp and right. a girl whose 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 uh, Instagram handle is Muffin Ass, which <laughs> I have a Google alert set up for. <laughs> they uh, really appreciate a family friendly product, and that goes to the right. violence. So yes. The blood was that was that was a real out of left field thing. That was a hell of a press conference attack too. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and Jer- Jericho went almost like full Andy Kaufman at the end after he threw the table at Omega and it separated. He just grabbed the mic and was huffing, puffing this promo, just spitting hot fire. He was cursing. It was it was outstanding. It was old school wrestling. It was it was very it was very old school and I, I, I got sucked into it. It was great. You know what it reminded me of? And this is gonna be a deep cut. If anybody can remember this, good on ya. If not, Google it. Search Hannibal Terry Funk press conference incident. Okay. Where there was this Canadian wrestler by the name of Hannibal. I can't remember his name. It's it's like Hannibal the Death Machine or something like that. Something death. And he was going to be in a match against Lanny Poffo uh-huh. that Terry Funk was going to be guest refereeing. And it was at some small spot show somewhere. 
And this has been this this has sort of been like a, a wrestling internet uh, legend told for years, where you know you always hear Triple H telling guys, "Hey, go out there and make a name for yourself, kid. Make a name for yourself, kid." Well, this guy Hannibal decided to make a name for himself. And at the beginning of this press conference, a fucking special needs kid oh, hands no. Terry Funk a pencil drawing that he made of Terry Funk and it's framed and all this and it's uh-huh. this beautiful fucking piece of art that this little special needs kid made and thank you and he leaves it on the table and as he's talking and, and fucking Lanny Poffo's rambling about some poetry this Hannibal guy gets up walks over to Terry Funk and slaps his fucking face off his head <laughs> Funk doesn't know it's coming right and he proceeds at this press conference, which looks to be at a Red Roof Inn somewhere off of Route 40, yeah. beats the shit out of Terry Funk. Wow. And I mean beats his ass. Now, this is Terry Funk. This man's been thrown into flaming tacks. He's had kendo sticks yeah. uh, you know, smacked against his asshole. He's had his head lit on fire. He couldn't see shit as he played Chainsaw Charlie looking through a women's stocking, having a chainsaw <laughs> that he swung around that on occasion he'd forget to take the blade off of. Right. This man can take an ass whooping. Yeah. But this guy, Hannibal is twice his size, half his age, and fucks him up. Wow, shoot. And shoot fucks him up. Yeah. And Terry starts selling. Terry goes into worker mode and is flailing around, and Hannibal backs off. Cue Terry grabbing the picture from the handicapped kid (laughs) that's in an actual glass frame and smashes this guy Hannibal over the fucking head with it. Oh, that's outstanding. It's unbelievable. Lanny Poffo, terrified, runs out of the room. He leaped right out of there. Pete just leaped, leaped, telling poetry the whole way. Roses are red, violets are blue. He's kicking his ass. Fuck me, fuck you. I'm in the car. And runs. (laughs) And it was one of the best press conferences, Uh. pro wrestling press conferences, that fell apart into total chaos. That made you want to see this match. They said the people that attended that night, that weekend, and man, they cut to Terry Funk backstage. He has a blood blister in the shape of a hand on his face where this big grizzly pawed motherfucker just whacked him across the mush. And it sold the shit out of that match. There was blood. There was glass. There was an old man getting his ass kicked. There was the genius running off and hiding. And this Jericho Omega Kind of did the same thing for me because it looked just so goddamn vicious. Yeah, it, it did. The pull apart was great. And, you know, they ended the press conference afterwards. Like, they couldn't even try to continue afterwards. Yeah. Uh, it, it, was, it was really good. So, um, yeah. I like I mean, how they let them cuss, too, because <coughs> it's, in, it's in Japan. Yeah. Kenny Omega loves calling other wrestlers on the New Japan roster pieces of shit. Yeah. It's one of his favorite things. <laughs> just go, go Google very Kenny endearing. Omega. The reason people are even watching this card is to see Kenny Omega, not these other pieces of shit. <laughs> these pieces of shit cannot wrestle. It's fucking hilarious how often he calls the roster pieces of shit. That's it great. really is great. Yeah. yeah. And I guess the people are in Japan are just like, I don't know what he's saying, but it can't be nice. Did you, when you were watching The Punisher... Um, did you just think of Kenny Omega the whole Micro looked just like fucking Kenny Omega Micro and that's all like I thought the whole goddamn time a down on his luck <laughs> a down on his luck Kenny he looked like John Holmes and Kenny Omega had a kid <laughs> Micro and also it's Netflix what the fuck guys I wanted to see that moose dick 
All right. <laughs> I really wanted to see Micro's big old floppy. Really wanted to get a look at that. He was naked in the chair. Why couldn't you just spin him around a little bit? Pan Come on, that Frank. fucking camera around and let me get a look at that. Uh, let me get a look at his hornswoggle dangling between his legs. <laughs> Come you on, don't Frank. set up a plot point like that and not let me get a look at that shit. Yeah, you got to pay it off, man. Let me see his ass. All right. <laughs> that was probably one of <clears throat> much in the same way that like. Um, Punisher really accented Daredevil season two. Uh-huh. Micro really accented Punisher season one for a season that was good. It was it was three episodes too long. Yeah, they and all And the are. villain stuff was a little head scratching. Um, I I really liked their relationship. Micro and yeah. Micro and Castle. That was that was a great buddy cop thing. Yeah, that I thought it, added some depth to them. I enjoyed that. Oh, the one scene where they're driving um, to that to the one guy's place out in the woods and micro yeah. pulls out a sandwich and frank goes where'd you get that he's like i made it <laughs> did you make me one no oh. just fuck it was like it was just like it was just sublime perfect comedy it was good shit i like yeah the show. he just looks over like hey fucking. it's about he's like he's eating shitty tuna out of a bag as yeah. he's driving so and wanted. he unwraps the most beautiful sandwich i've it ever seen really nice yeah it looked incredible i'm like there's no way you're gonna finish that man give him half of that goddamn thing he's the one that's about to go out there and have to take on a group of fucking anvil spec op soldiers. Let right. him fill his belly, man. Yes. Yeah. Please. Good it stuff. was, again, though, a sort of a thing where Mar- Marvel is a problem with villains. We've talked about this before. But Marvel Netflix has a very particular problem with villains. The swerve. Where they, they swerve you with a new villain. Yeah. Like, it's all Agent Orange, Agent Orange, Agent Orange, Agent Orange, and it's Billy. Yeah. And then with, like, Spoiler Luke Cage, right. it's all, like, uh, you know. Cotton uh, mouth, with, cotton mouth, cotton mouth. Cotton mouth, mouth uh, and yeah, like yeah. okay, like come on. Man. Well, Jessica Jones was uh, was Kilgrave the whole time. Yeah, he was pretty consistent <clears throat> all the way through. Yeah, and then but I mean, even with Defenders, it was like Sigourney Weaver and Electra. Right. Like, yeah. Like just give me give me one give me one big baddie. Well, now, uh, do you think with everything going on out there, this deal, there's going to be any kind of fucking crossover with yeah. these? Is and who's going to show up in Infinity Wars? Is it? I mean the. I don't. I, I think Infinity Wars is kind of already set in stone that you know, if anything, it would be kind of a post credits thing for uh, for the second one because I think they shot them back to back. If I if I'm not mistaken, a cast of that so crew, they could go back and shoot like a credit scene, right? Of of you know somebody you know uh, recast as a Wolverine or or somebody else. Like what I want, I I'm more worried or not worried, but excited for the aspect of a Dr. Doom being introduced into the MCU because like you said, they have a villains problem and Dr. Doom is the villain. I mean, he's number one on most lists of, of greatest villains of all time. So I think him being the next uh, big bad for whatever Avengers survive infinity war part two uh, is, is smart money. And you know, there's, I've been reading a lot of articles about it because I'm curious on people's people's takes on it. And, you know, business-wise, it's kind of shitty for Hollywood and kind of shitty for the movie business. But it's great for the superhero fans. And I'm I mean, yeah, it's fuck, taking so. two incredible properties and sort of like smashing them together to get all this great crossover. Because, I mean, for fuck's sake, you, you couldn't even call uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch mutants. You had to right. call them, you know, miracles or right. whatever. Yeah. So now you could actually hear them say mutants in... Right. The, the you know the, the Marvel world. I think I think you're right. I think if there's anything, you're gonna see they maybe go back and shoot some end credit stuff. They are going to back up a flatbed truck to Hugh Jackman, and and you're like, nah, you're Wolverine. You're Wolverine. Yeah. We're gonna 
because they want to get this is Disney. They want mainstream, large scale interest. Yeah, they're going to want to have that. They're going to they're going to want to have that now. I, what I'm hoping, and you know, fuck Cannon Man at this point. Just just have old man Logan. I know he's dead, yeah. but just have fucking ratty old man Logan show up, and then people are going to scream, and then it cuts to a second set of footprints. And there's X-23 with them. Right. And they both pop claws. Oh. Cut to black. Everyone comes. Come everywhere. Yeah. There's a theater filled with cum. <laughs> People are drowning. It's considered the great Marvel cum tragedy. The cum-nami. All right. <laughs> Just the great bust-pocalypse of 2018 <laughs> when in you know, Charleston, South Carolina, a theater who unfortunately had too good of a seal on its doors, both yeah. standard and emergency, had the entrance of the theater, the moviegoers, drown in a flood of fucking Comic-Con, Comic-Con, from all of the nut from people seeing, uh, we got three, six, uh, uh, eight, ten, fourteen, uh, I got sixteen, sixteen claws pop out because she's got two on her feet. Watch uh-huh. them fucking all, or is it three, six, Nine, twelve. Is it twelve claws? Because he's got three, three. Uh, six, he's got six. Nine, so six, she has nine, twelve two, claws. Eight, eight plus six is fourteen. Yes, uh, he does have a little known fact. Deep cut. Wolverine does have claw. A, one claw uh, that comes out of his asshole to prevent oh. rape. Yes. <laughs> so, so if any members of um, butthole, you know, uh, of, of anybody, <clears throat> if, Mr. Fiend. Yes, if any of the the Morlocks decide to try and get up in his ass, if any of the uh, the acolytes, yeah. if anybody yeah. from what's the club, what's the, the Hellfire club? club, the Hellfire Club, yeah, try and rain Hellfire down on that ass. Uh-huh. You're, you're gonna catch yeah. adamantium right up the piss hole. If the That's brood, actually, if the brood yes. come from outer space and try to get up in there to breed him, not gonna there happen. needs uh-uh, ain't gonna happen. Uh-uh. Yes, cockpocalypse if yeah. fucking. Or whatever his Egyptian ass name is, yeah. tries to get all. But do you think Apocalypse has ever fucked? And then he's up in it with like a five and a halfer, and then he just thinks his dick to nine. <laughs> it just splits. And just fucking blows her apart. That's how I want to see. That's how I want to see Jubilee die. It's just <laughs> up like Apocalypse. Nah, I wouldn't say Jubilee. I'll say. God, how. Who, Rogue. Iceman. 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 I want to see him. Iceman's yeah, yeah, gay in the comics, so it's perfect. Shazam. Apocalypse is up no, in Shazam it. Shazam is DC. Okay. <laughs> the Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. Follow us at SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph.
The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.